0: Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Moscow is warning that relations with Canada are, quote, on the verge of being severed. I really didn't think they were that strong. Uh, This after the government uh, has moved to uh, forfeit a massive Russian cargo plane. Uh, The plane has been sitting on the tarmac at Toronto's Pearson since February of 2022. Russia says we perceive this act as cynical and shameless theft what happens now and at, uh, what about that relationship with russia let's bring in Arl brown professor of international relations senior member of the monk school of global affairs university of toronto and with us now Arl, thank you for the time hope you're well thank you tell us about this russian cargo plane that is sitting at pearson it has been since february of 2022 uh... and, and i guess now uh... it will be sold what will happen to this plane now
1: the intent uh, declared by the government of Canada is that it will seize it, that it, uh, well, it already has, uh, in essence, been in our possession, and that it will either be sold or it will be transferred to Ukraine, which would be kind of ironic because this uh, aircraft, an Antonov uh, 124, uh, was designed in Ukraine by the Antonov Bureau. And uh, It's also the case that Russia, when it invaded in the second invasion in 2022, it destroyed uh, the largest airplane in the world that was the pride of Ukraine, the Mm -hmm. Maria. Uh, And so for Ukraine to get hold of this aircraft as compensation would be both symbolic and substantive. But it does involve very difficult legal challenges, because this would be seizing something that belongs nominally, at least, to a private company. Consequently, if there is this kind of seizure and there's a formal court application, this can be challenged. And so you could have a drawn out uh, legal case russia of course uh, has uh, threatened uh, reprisals but they have uh, already engaged in all sorts of reprisals so as much as this is something that indicates that canada is taking a lead it would be innovative there would be very significant danger to russian private companies if other countries follow suit uh, it is a difficult uh, achievement to do legally and there are certain problems in international law Another suggestion was made that I think perhaps might ultimately be more productive, and it was made by Larry Summers, Philip Zelikow, and Rob Zerlick and these were respectively uh, former Secretary of the Treasury of the United States, a very senior diplomat, and uh, the U.S. Trade Representative, and uh, the former President of the World Bank. And that was that instead we should go after the sovereign funds of Russia, about 300 million, 300 billion dollars, which of which is is abroad Um, and this would be a state countermeasure so what uh, this could be done is uh, what could be done rather in this case would be essentially a kind of extrajudicial means of self-help in the international system and as long as these countermeasures are proportional uh, to the wrong that uh, has been done and that is the invasion uh, of ukraine this illegal aggression, the horrific damage that was caused, which estimates uh, for the rebuilding of Ukraine are at around $400 billion. uh, Mm -hmm. This could be well justified. And I think uh, in terms of public international law, it may be more doable and it uh, may be uh, less risky uh, in terms of achieving success than what is being proposed right now. Uh,
0: How significant is this uh, seizure? Is this a loss for Russia? Do they care? A plane's a plane, it's only one. Uh, Is it more symbolic than anything?
1: What they are really worried about is the precedent that uh, if we go through with this and then we go after other private assets, because this is the first kind of move by a country in G7 or us, we're going after uh, these private uh, assets. We might go after the assets of various uh, oligarchs as well that other countries may follow. But it depends particularly on the legal systems, how prolonged it would be. And uh, uh, we don't know just how successful this would be at the end. But that is the main concern in Moscow, that this could sort of, begin something that would be difficult to stop that would uh, that would create endless legal and uh, entanglements for their companies but you know we should be uh, aware of how much of an uphill battle this is the various oligarchs and the various companies that russia has uh, built they have a very tangled web around the world. Sometimes ownership is not very clear. Sometimes minority shares uh, have considerably more influence than it would seem in terms of uh, proportion. And so this is why going back to what I mentioned first, and that is to go for state countermeasures, where you go after the roughly $300 billion that uh, Russia has abroad, which has been frozen, that i think might hit russia much harder that could be transferred to ukraine and uh, i think that would send the most powerful message but i'm not averse to trying this i am just concerned about how long this would take uh uh, what the prospects of success are in in courts um would there be opposition uh, in other countries because they're worried about uh, going after private companies and that that uh, uh is something to to be tested.
0: Uh, Moscow says that uh, relations with Canada are on the verge of being severed. What kind of relationship is there with Russia?
1: As you pointed out, there's not that much of a relationship left. Our trade relationship has virtually collapsed. We used to import from Russia, over one and a half billion dollars i think uh per year that was the latest figure before the war started and since then uh, that trade has gone down by like, something like 80 percent uh and in fact in the past several months is uh, pretty well down to to zero we used to get um, platinum from them in uh, nitrates for fertilizer uh, fertilizer and so on and uh, uh, that that uh, basically has has uh, disappeared, so I don't think there's that much to salvage in, in economic terms, uh, but. You know we still have diplomatic relations and mm. uh, so if they were to actually break off diplomatic relations because they would view this as such a severe threat uh, because of the possibility of emulation elsewhere uh, uh, then you know we would have uh, fewer mm. means of diplomatic communication but th- they can also al- always be replaced by other means you know we can do it through the Swiss or yeah some other. so I, I don't think we need to be overly worry about the Russian threat of retaliation in this case
0: Arl Brown with us, Professor of International Relations, Senior Member of the Monk School of Global Affairs, University of Toronto. Arl, as always, thanks so much for the time. Be well. Thank you for having me on. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to three on 900 CHML.